Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. You've always had the feeling that there's something strange about reality. According to the Stuff to Blow Your Mind podcast, there is. On the show, hosts Robert Lamb and Joe McCormick examine neurological quandaries, cosmic mysteries, evolutionary marvels, and much more. Prosthetics are true testaments to not only human craftsmanship and ingenuity, but also to the plasticity of the human brain. Listen to Stuff to Blow Your Mind on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. This is Roxanne Gay, the host of the Roxanne Gay Agenda, the bad feminist podcast of your dreams. Each week I talk to an interesting person about feminism, race, writing in books and art, food, pop culture, and yes, politics. We can't escape politics. Listen to the Luminary Original Podcast, The Roxanne Gay Agenda, every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a report that Britney Spears maybe wants to do one and only one interview. Instagram for kids, it's happening. And Stephen LaConte is back to give us so much advice. It's March 19th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Zach Stafford. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. It's Friday. How are we feeling? We made it. <laughs> I'm feeling I'm feeling great. I took the day off, so after this, I'm gone. She's out. She's out. And when I say I'm gone, I'm still in my home. So I have nowhere just, to go. You're just sitting there. <laughs> but okay, wait, Zach. I do want to. I'm like still thinking about this. I found out about it yesterday. But have you heard that California is soon to be reopening theme parks? I did hear that because Disney World is reopening, right? Yeah. Right. Yes. Okay. So I think like April they're going to start reopening as. As long as people limit the screaming they do on rides. Scream, really? They, they think people have that ability. <laughs> I Okay. This is what we're banking on our health, is if people can't scream loud enough. I don't trust this. I'm not going. Yeah, because guidelines are like, you know, uh, try not to sing, try not to shout, because that's how you spread coronavirus even more. And then also I was thinking about it. I heard it on the radio today. Like, masks are going to come flying off on these Yeah, rides. 100%. <laughs> also, you're going to walk around Disney World just humming. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not... I'm <laughs> My fast and hard rule right now is I do not want to do things that remind me that I'm in a pandemic. So, like, mm, going yep, to an amusement park valid. where I can't, like, yell, do things I have to be kind of, like, s- mm-hmm, smaller, mm-hmm. I'm not doing. <laughs> I'm going to just wait. I can wait longer. <laughs> Speaking of something I don't want to wait for, we're starting off with some intriguing news. Apparently, there's a report that Britney Spears is interested in a tell-all with Oprah Winfrey. The source who revealed this new information to Entertainment Tonight said this move is inspired by the support she's received from fans after the documentary Framing Britney Spears came out. And why Oprah as the potential interviewer? Well, with how she handled her one-on-one with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, who wouldn't want to be interviewed by Oprah? This news comes as her conservatorship case progresses. Britney has asked that Jodie Montgomery become 
become the full-time conservator instead of her father, Jamie. I mean, yes. If I was Britney Spears, I was like, I would want Oprah to interview me too. Oprah took a wild amount of care. Yes. Into her interview with Meghan and Harry. And that is what Britney Spears needs and deserves. So I'm like, yes, 100%. I think that Britney is, is ready to be very open about her life as long as she has the right interview. Yeah. And what Oprah's so masterful at is narrative construction. So what she was doing with Meghan and Harry is asking these really wide questions over many, many hours. And she kept returning to things. But okay, you're saying this, but what about this? And she was circular. And that's because she's, as you said, she's like taking care of people. She's like, I know what you want to say. Let's figure out how to say it best here. It's not PR and she's not trying to help them get good press, but she's like, okay, tell us the story in the best way that we all can understand so we better see you. Because people going through things don't know how to tell their story sometimes. And I think Oprah, that's why people love her. She's a really good help to telling the story. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Okay, so moving on, Facebook's decided to start them young. And by that, I mean the social media platform is building an Instagram for kids under 13. BuzzFeed News obtained an internal post about the move. And the article notes that Facebook wants to do two things. The first is ensure better privacy for younger users. And the second is to actually build a platform for users under 13. Currently, children under the age of 13 can't use Instagram. And Instagram has recently come under fire for not being able to protect some of its youngest users against abuse, bullying, and predation. No, no, this should not happen. (laughs) I'm all about like freedom of tech, freedom of expression, but under 13, this is just a breeding ground for terrible things. And I didn't want to say what could obviously happen here. All I'm going to say is it's a bad idea, awful idea. It is. And it's just like the fact that that Instagram and slash Facebook has a history of not being able to protect even their current users that are over the age of 13. I just like don't trust right now that they have the ability to do that for under age 13, especially for just like the mass number of of under 13 year olds that would sign up. It's like, how, how, what is your plan to protect them? I don't even understand it. They won't. That's the problem. And that's why they shouldn't (laughs) do it. They're not going to, they can't protect us as adults. They already like messed up democracy. I'm not letting them mess up my little cousin who's eight. I'm good. They already have enough on their plate. Let's move on. (laughs) Exactly. Plus, plus like as a 30 year old, I'm like, I wish that I hadn't even had Facebook in high school. You know, like I know they want it. I know they want it now, but I just wish I could be like, trust me. You don't want it. <laughs> you really don't. And when you don't want it, when the moment when you hit, when you realize that, it's already too far. You're already in too exactly, deep. So exactly. So just listen to us children. <laughs> you don't want to be here. It's not fun. <laughs> All right. It's time to move on to one of our favorite segments, DM 911. For those of you who are unfamiliar with how this works, Stephen keeps his DMs open so he can give advice to all of you. Today, we are giving advice to a girl who liked a guy on Tinder 1,500 miles away, a woman who wants to tell her boyfriend she's a sex worker but doesn't know how, and a woman whose husband has cut off all contact with his mother. Hi, Stephen. Thank you so much for being here today. Hey, thanks for having me back. Of course, stay here always, by the way. You can be here all the time. (laughs) Okay, deal. (laughs) So we're starting with someone who recently went on Tinder and accidentally signed up for the paid membership. This person matched with a guy, but the guy lives 1,500 miles away, and our writer lied and said they live near the match. This is someone our writer wants to date, but one, doesn't know how to tell the guy she lied, or two, how to let this fall away without making this look like she's ghosting him. So what should she do? 
Okay, first of all, this sounds to me like the plot of an incredible romantic comedy. I really hope Netflix is listening and like getting ready because this is great. I have to be honest, like I don't see this as a practical or logical romantic relationship to pursue. I would assume you already know that, but just in case you don't, he's 1,500 miles away. Long distance would be difficult enough as is, and you also have no reason to believe he would even want a long distance relationship. He thinks you're local. So the question I'm focusing on here is, how do you get out of this mess as gracefully and respectfully as possible? And the follow-up question I'm focusing on is, should you do it by lying or telling the truth? Frankly, I'm kind of fine with either. Um, In this situation, if your conversations have gotten really deep, if you've shared really intimate parts of yourselves, if you've made plans to meet up in the future that you can't actually follow through on, then I think you should tell him the truth. The truth in that scenario gives him the ability to move on from you, to recognize that you are not a possible romantic prospect, and to understand why. But... If your conversations haven't gotten that deep, if it's just been like your typical dating app flirtation, I think it's fine to give a a fake explanation for why you can't meet up or no explanation at all. And this is a good time to remind everyone listening that you never actually need to give an explanation for why you can't or don't want to go on a date with someone. No is a complete sentence and you can use that sentence here. If you wanted to elaborate on that sentence, you could tell him something vague like that you've decided you don't want to be on dating apps right now and then you unmatch. Ultimately, what you tell him, truth or lie, will depend a lot on how connected you feel to him. But I would tell him something instead of ghosting. So I did some math or some cartography, rather. And 1,500 miles is like Boston to Miami. Mother here is like really lying about her distance because like Boston and Miami are vastly different places, which makes me think of like, where is she living and where where is he living that she's like keeping up this ruse? Because I wonder if it is a major city or like a small town. We'll get all these answers in Netflix's movie, which I really hope they're making because this is like a fun situation. I'm, I'm picturing the whole movie in my head. It would be great. Do you know what I love? That you told us that this person can lie. I love when you tell us that people can lie. I'm I'm often fine with lying, honestly. (laughs) If the lie doesn't hurt someone or violate someone, some you know, there's an expression. I think it's from Star Trek. Never tell the truth when a good lie will suffice. (laughs) There's truth to that. Sometimes. Asterisk sometimes. (laughs) All right, we'll be right back to get even more great advice from the all-knowing Steven. SheFit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. The NFL is back, and the NFL app has you covered. So get ready for football all season long and just tap into the NFL app. NFL, baby, let's make it happen. Just tap in to watch your local and primetime games all season, now through Super Bowl 56. For the end zone, touchdown! Get up-to-the-minute news, videos, highlights, stats, and more on all your favorite teams and rookies to watch. Welcome to the NFL! Download to your mobile device today at nfl.com mobile or in your app store. Certain restrictions and data rates may apply. 
Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back. We're talking with Stephen Lacanti and dishing out so much advice. Our next writer has reached out because she wants advice on helping her husband. The husband has cut all ties with his mother, but the mom keeps reaching out to our writer for updates on how her son is doing. This has put our writer in a quandary. Her husband doesn't want her to tell his mother anything, but our writer does love her mother-in-law. Her husband has said that the problems with his mom stem from a neglectful childhood and his opinion that his mom is fake. So how can a writer get out of the middle of this? Okay, well, this writer asked me a question, but I'm going to turn it around and ask them a question. Mm. Would you rather have a relationship with your husband or your (laughs) mother-in-law? Yeah, that's my question too, Stephen. (laughs) (laughs) I ask because that is the choice this writer is going to have to make here. I assume the answer will be your husband, right? Your husband says that he's fine with you having a relationship with his mother as long as you don't share any information about him. The problem, though, is that you say she, quote, constantly reaches out asking for information about him. It doesn't sound like you two share much of a bond of your own, but rather the mother is looking at you as an inroad to her son. And I think you should absolutely not be that inroad. Your husband has actually asked you specifically not to. Obviously, I don't know any of the specifics about what went down between your husband and his mom. I can't say who's right and who's wrong here. But I can say that there are very valid reasons a person might decide to cut a parent out of their life. I can also say that it is an extremely personal and difficult decision to make. And most people do not make that decision unless the situation has become completely untenable for them. It's not something people usually do lightly. So I think it will be vital for your husband's sake and also for your marriage's sake to support him in this. For me, that would mean steering clear of his mother. And it would also mean not pushing your husband to talk to her anymore. Let him have whatever distance from his mother that he wants to have. You don't have to agree with his decision, but you do have to respect his right to make that decision for himself. I have a few things to say. One, This woman that's writing it is playing a very dangerous game. When your husband has shown you that he is cutting women out of his life that he does not trust, or like, (laughs) you're really trying to get left. Two, I too did not talk to a parent for a long time. I didn't talk to my dad for six years as an adult. And during that time, any person that I found out was trying to back channel with my father behind my back to communicate things was also then cut out of my life. So this is a very dangerous game. Me and my father are cool now. We talk a lot. It's cute. But we needed to go through our own process, similar to your husband. So stay out of it and just worry Uh about the fact that he's probably helping pay the mortgage. That's it. Let it go. (laughs) it's, It's one of those things where it's like you don't need to fix everything. That's not your job in any way. It's like you have to let your husband, like, live his life you know you're yes. not, you're not in charge of his life and on top of that i would say it's yes it's not your job to fix it and also it's possible your husband already fixed it by cutting mm-hmm. her out mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's, sometimes that is the end of the story you know yep. 
That's it. And also, you need to figure out why you need to be fixing all these people and solving everyone else's problems when you probably maybe have some things you need to work out yourself. <laughs> okay. Finally, we have a DM from a woman who's been dating someone for two months. She really likes him and doesn't want things to move too fast, but there's a secret she hasn't told him yet. She's a sex worker, and the last time she told a guy that information, he ghosted her and fled. Our writer is worried that it's too late to tell her current guy, but she doesn't want to hide her lifestyle from him, and she won't quit her job for a man because she loves her job. So, Steven, how should she tell him about her work? Yeah, um, I think you definitely should tell your partner about it, first and foremost. Not because there's anything wrong with sex work. There's not. It's perfectly good and valid work. But you should tell them because, A, most people know what their partner's job is. That's just like a standard thing we should be able to share with a partner. And then, B... Having a partner who does sex work usually means having some conversations where boundaries, rules, and physical health protocols can be respectfully and safely discussed. So just looking at this from a purely logistical standpoint, there are important reasons to tell them, right? There are physical reasons. Like if your work involves physical contact with others, you and your partner should be having conversations about safe sex, contraceptives, regular testing, all that. There's also emotional reasons to tell him. If you have clients that you're chatting with, connecting with, sending content to, uh, your partner does have a right to know about that and to have a chance to process their feelings about it. To be a thousand percent clear here, your partner absolutely does not have a right to ask you to stop doing sex work, nor does he have a right to judge you for it or denigrate you or denigrate the labor you do. But he does have a right to decide whether this is something he is personally comfortable with and just as importantly, how he might be comfortable with it. And by the way, you deserve a partner who is comfortable with it, and you won't know whether you found that partner until you have that conversation. So I definitely think you should talk to him about it, uh, but I will just flag one quick asterisk here. This advice that I'm giving assumes that you would be physically safe having this conversation with your boyfriend. I do want to call out that if you think he might lash out or turn violent over this, then absolutely do not tell him about it. But at that point, I would say your focus needs to be on how to safely get out of the relationship, not how to bring him into the fold of your work. Stephen, I really liked what you said about her deserving someone who, you know, appreciates, understands what her work is. And I think, and I just wanted to like say like how difficult that can be when like a partner or someone you like doesn't have the reaction that you want. And like, then mm -hmm. I'm so sorry she had that first reaction with someone else. And so it can be when you, when you have that it can be really hard to do it again, when you already know how one other person reacted. But like you said, like there's someone out there who is like, yes, good for you. Like, this yeah. is a great job for you. And I love you, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all, every person, even my enemies, my nemesis, deserve to be in relationships where you can be your full self and not feel judged, not feel like you have to hide anything and only receive love. And I think that this person is that person for you, then that's going to be great. And you deserve that. Um, and yeah, I don't know. That's all I have to say about that because even you have <laughs> yeah. such good advice, but it's like, I, we really just, oh, we all deserve to be our full selves and be loved for it. That's it. Yes, we do. Well, Steven, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Have a good weekend, y'all. Well, that's it for today. Come back and join us on Monday. And remember, Oprah is the right interviewer for literally everyone. BuzzFeed Daily is produced by Dan Bauza, Alan Haberchak, Julia Karen, and Erica Nedanine. Special thanks to Tracy Ayers, Mongesha Ticketer, Samantha Hennig, and Tommy Wesley. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. 
And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hello, I'm Minnie Driver. And on my podcast, Mini Questions, I put together a little experiment. I ask trailblazers across different disciplines the same seven questions. Questions about the inflection points in their life, what they like least about themselves, and what relationship has defined love for them. This season, I'm coming back with new trailblazers, like Blondie vocalist Debbie Harry. I did have a revelation. It was at CBGB's, as a matter of fact. I was waiting for the audience to give it to me, give it to me. Then I realized that I had to make them. I had to command them. Artist and creative juggernaut Goldie. And I walk up to the mountain, I hike up. Just being in that environment and seeing life and death in front of you, right in front of you. And I go up there and scream and cry and, and, and laugh. And I find that being the happiest and many more. Join me as we continue this exploration on season two of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. This is Roxanne Gay, the host of the Roxanne Gay Agenda, the bad feminist podcast of your dreams. Each week I talk to an interesting person about feminism, race, writing in books and art, food, pop culture, and yes, politics. We can't escape politics. Listen to the Luminary Original Podcast, The Roxanne Gay Agenda, every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 